There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. What a joy it is for us to return to the podcast and recording live here at the house uh, in Pennsylvania. We thank the Lord for that. We're home now for almost six weeks. And uh, what a blessing it is for us to be home, be able to get rested, recoup. And we're preaching three meetings during these six weeks. We'll be driving back and forth locally. In a couple of weeks, we'll start at the Dublin Mills Community Church over in Dublin Mills, Pennsylvania. Uh, the following week, we'll be up in Harrisburg. And then the week after that, we'll be right here in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, just a little bit up the road from the house. And so we're looking forward to those meetings and looking forward to the opportunity to still be in our own home while traveling and preaching. And what a blessing that is for us. I want to thank the Lord for Brother John Asquith, the King James Bible Conference. Had many opportunities to listen while we were on the road traveling. And I want to thank the Lord for the, the rest. He gave my voice. And I preached eight times in those three weeks that I was off of the podcast. I did not do any podcasts. And uh, that's pretty low number uh, to preach eight times in three weeks. Some weeks I'll preach 15 to 17 times if I'm doing podcasts and holding services. Uh, there are some weeks we've preached as many as 20 times in a week. We preach five or six services during the week. Sometimes we throw a morning service in and then record seven or eight podcasts. And so my voice certainly needed the break. And we thank the Lord for that. Thank the Lord for the good trip to Maine. We well, thank the Lord for the brethren in Maine. What a blessing it's been uh, to get to know folks there and for the churches there. We thank God for the light that shines in Maine, and uh, we're certainly thankful that each one of you still tune in. I know school is back in for most people. We've had some folks contact us, let us know that they're listening to the podcast for school again this year for the chapel services, and we always want to be cognizant of that. I want to make sure that what we preach and teach is at a level where children can understand. This isn't just for the elite. This isn't for uh, some type of uh, high education or higher learning. No, it's just the simplicity of the Psalms, the simplicity of doctrine. And so today we're going to do Psalm 90. I hope it is simple. I hope it is a blessing to you. And in Psalm 90, it's a prayer of Moses, the man of God. And it's interesting because the reference here is Deuteronomy 33 and verse 26, there is none like unto the God of Jeshurun, who rideth upon the heaven in thy help and in his excellency on the sky. The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms, and he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee, and shall say, destroy them. And so we see that this psalm, this song of Moses, the prayer of Moses to be sung, and the word of God says this of him, the man of God, and what a man of God Moses was. And we certainly need some Moses in this day. We need some Daniels in this day. We need some Jobs in this day. We need some Elijahs in this day. But in the meantime, God is using people like myself and other preachers that have been on this podcast, other preachers around this nation, and God uses us. And I want to thank God that he would even consider using me. I want to thank God that he didn't consider allowing me to preach, allowing me to hold this podcast. And he says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, 
even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Now, again, as a reference I look at here, and it's in Proverbs 8 and verse 25, verse 26. And he says on this wise, before the mountain were settled, before the hills was, I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of his earth. And my delights were with the sons of men. And again, we see a reference there in the book of Proverbs. Why? Because he's speaking here of this great creator, Jesus Christ. All things were made by him. By him, all things consist. He is the everlasting God. He is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. And so we see this as Moses, the man of God, extols the Lord. And that's why, again, I call this a messianic psalm because he's speaking of the Lord. And one of the great challenges, I think, today in the word of God because of the, the commonplace teaching I've heard my entire life of being saved, 25 plus years, is that whenever you see the word God, so many people attribute that to the Father. And they just attribute this as there's a God in heaven, and he has a son, and then the Holy Ghost is somewhere tied in there. But every time you see God and you hear men preach about God, they always attribute it to what we would say is the work of the Father. And yet it's important for us to understand that God is three persons. Uh, these three are one. Know that the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And so we must understand that. And so when he said here, even from everlasting, everlasting, thou art God. Of course, we realize here he is speaking of Jesus Christ. I believe this is prophetic of Jesus Christ. And the man of God acknowledged that Jesus Christ is Lord, acknowledged that Jesus Christ is God. And one of the great faults of, of many damnable religions today is they deny that Jesus Christ is God. I've had a Jehovah's Witness stand at the door and literally tell me, no, Jesus Christ was a good man. Jesus Christ was the son of God, but he was not God. And uh, they deny that. And to deny that is damnable. To deny that will damn their souls for all of eternity. But he that hath the Son hath life. Why? Jesus Christ is God. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And so we thank the Lord for that. Thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return, ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight, or as but as yesterday, when it is past, and as a watch in the night. Now, we know that Peter, right in this in Second Peter, uh, he references this in the Word of God, and he says on this wise... He said, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. And then it's interesting, he ties it in with the doctrine of repentance. And he says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, some men count slackness. And I believe that's why Moses told us to consider this. Moses told us in just a few moments in this that we need to consider this. We need to number our days. We need to realize that time is short on this earth. Because a thousand years in the sight of God is but yesterday when it's past, and as a watch in the night. And then Peter tied it in with repentance. He's long-suffering to usward, not one that he should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And again, Peter's references the, the man of God in Psalm 90, because he tells us, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. 
the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. And again, in verse 12 of our text in Psalm 90, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. And so Moses, the man of God, is prophesying concerning Jesus Christ, but he's also prophesying concerning end times. He's telling us to be prepared, and as Peter said, he's coming as a thief in the night. No man knows the day, no man knows the hour, yet he is going to come. Our ignorance is not going to stop him from coming. Our ignorance is not going to stop the Lord from returning. Verse 5, thou carriest them away as with a flood, they are as a sleep. In the morning they are like grass which groweth up. And what does the grass do? Well, the grass grows and the grass is cut down. And he tells us in verse 6, in the morning that flourisheth and groweth up, and the evening is cut down and withers. He's talking about life. He's talking about the wicked and the just alike. We flourish in this life, and, and all of a sudden, life catches up with us, and it's too late. We haven't numbered our days, and life has snuck past us, and we look back, and we've wasted our days. We've wasted our years. Many people have wasted their entire life living for self and living for godlessness and living for wood, hay, and stubble. The things are going to burn up in that great day of the Lord. They have no reward with God. Why? They did not consider their days. And so the man of God is telling us Jesus Christ is going to come back. And when he does come back, our days are numbered. And one of these days, we're going to look back and realize how we squandered our life. We are like grass. Sure, we spring up, especially when you're a young man. And by the way, the preacher told us that. The preacher told us over in Ecclesiastes, listen, just enjoy your youth. I mean, enjoy the revelry of your youth, if you will. I'm paraphrasing there. Why? Because one of these days, you're not going to have your youth. One of these days, you're not going to have your life. One of these days, it's going to flee from you, and you're going to find yourself wanted. You're going to find yourself in a position where you don't have strength, and you don't have your faculties. You may not have your mind. And so these are things that we consider according to the man of God. And thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. Now, the psalmist, again, in Psalm 19, mentioned these. I found that interesting. He said in verse 12 of Psalm 19, a psalm of David, who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. So the man of God told us, Thou hast said our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. There is nothing done in secret that will not be brought to the light. There's no words uttered that won't be exposed. Consider these things in your life. Think about what the man of God is saying. Your life is going to be revealed. Your life is going to be exposed. The secrets of your heart are going to be revealed in due time. And my friend, when God reveals those secrets, if he doesn't reveal them on this side of eternity and we come under repentance, then my friend, it'll be the shame and everlasting contempt of having them revealed when it's too late to repent. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. What an interesting concept, the Word of God, to believe the words of God. My life really is a tale that's told. I like to tell it best because I like all the good things in life. I like to tell my tale because I like, it to, I like to control the dialogue, if you will, uh, the good things I've done, the positive things I've done. What a wonderful father I am. What a wonderful husband I am. What a wonderful Christian I am. What a great evangelist I am. I mean, when I control the dialogue, it's a marvelous thing. My life is an amazing thing. But you know what the Word of God said here? 
He said, we spend our years as a tale that is told. And there's another side of this tale. There's another side of the story. There's the back side of this story that no man wants to speak of. There's the back side of this tale that I don't want to speak of. And that's the days spent in secret sin and presumptuous sin and hidden sin, the secret things of the heart, trying to hide them from God, that, not be, that they might not be made manifest in his holiness. And oh, what a tragedy that's going to be one day when each one of us finds out what our life could have been and how much further we could have gone with God. And then the sinner, oh, the sinner that realizes his great need, when he realized he could have come to repentance, God was not willing that he perish, but the light that he had, he rejected. The truth that he had, he rejected. And my friend, I'm in dialogue with sinners frequently. Even this week, I was in dialogue with sinners. They will not believe the word of God. They want everybody else to be damned and everybody else to be cursed, but they cannot see their own plight. They cannot see their own damnation because of the rejection of Jesus Christ. And then the man of God says in verse 10, the days of our years are three score and 10. That means I got about 20 years left. I hope they're 20 good years. And if God adds to that, then God adds some value to my life, then bless his holy name. I would like to raise my children, but that's in God's hands. And I'd like to give my wife many years. That's in God's hands. I like to see grandchildren in my life. That's in God's. Those things are in God's hands. I've been to too many funerals and read too many obituaries of those younger than me. Even this week in the obituaries, I saw three or four obituaries of men younger than me and a woman younger than me. And, and, and we see even in their 30s, dying. I recently had some friends that I went to high school with. That their sons were killed in a car accident. And they're just sophomores in high school. Their life is snuffed out. And I went back 30 years when my sister and I talked 30 years ago when we had three young men that I coached in baseball. She rode the school bus with. When I was a senior in high school, they started riding the bus in sixth grade. And later on, I coached them. And their life was snuffed out at 15, 16 years old. In an instant, their life fled from them. He said, the days of our years are three score and 10. If by reason of strength, they'd be four score years. Yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? That's the Lord. Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. So teach us to number our days. Seventy years is a blessing from the Lord. If by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet their strength is sorrowful. All that labor is sorrowful, friend. It's not an easy thing to live long years and toil and labor. And then he said that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. O satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. I want to thank the Lord. I did get saved at 25. I would, could have got saved at 16 had I been willing, had I not been hard-hearted, had I not been too proud. Could have got saved at 16, saved me uh, a lifetime of sorrow, a lifetime of hurt. But I want to thank God, even at 25 years old, I got saved with the good grace of God. Recently, under the umbrella of our ministry, we've had some close to 40 years old have been converted. We had one that's over 70 years old that said she's been converted to Jesus Christ. All the wasted years, the wasted years. And all oh, my friend, but thank God they found mercy. Even in their old age, they found mercy. But what a joy it would be to find that early, to find this mercy early in life, that you may be rejoiced and be glad all your days. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us and the years wherein we have seen evil. He says, let thy work appear unto thy servants, and thy glory unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish thou the work of our hands upon us 
Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. What is the beauty of God? What's the person of Jesus Christ? There is no more beautiful thing than Jesus Christ, the Son of God. To find mercy in your youth and to know Jesus Christ. To find mercy in your youth and to find Jesus Christ and to establish a walk with him and a relationship with him and to learn to love him. What a joy that is. What a privilege that is. Those of you children listening by way of school or chapel or just willingly to listen, uh, might I tell you that the greatest joy you'll find in this life is Jesus Christ. There's no pleasure that lasts in this world. Even the things that seem so pleasurable run its course in their misery and their woe and their sorrow. But in Jesus Christ, at the right hand, there are pleasures forevermore, he said. And can I say to you, my friend, the great joy of knowing Jesus Christ and seek him in your youth, find him in your youth, obtain wisdom in your youth that you might know him. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow, Lord willing. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up, for your redemption calleth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home.